It's from Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 to 18. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and all these... And over all, virtu- over all these virtues, for some love which blinds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and demolish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your heart. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Fantastic reading. Thank you, Ella. Great job. Um, Let me just pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word, for your living word. Father, I pray you would help us to know you more and to experience more of your greatness and your goodness this day. Amen. The reading Ella just read, and I hope you agree, actually is an incredibly beautiful reading. But it's a reading that calls us, when we think about it and we look through it, to worship God. See, the thing is this, where can we find today, something so extraordinary in our universe that the God has done and that goes at work that would mean that we would give our lives to. Fran put the quiz quiz up, and obviously there's loads of things people love. But what about God? Is God worthy of all our worship? Is God worth our lives in it? And the reading starts in, in verse 12. Therefore... As God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. God, by his spirit, is showing himself to us, to people. I know a lot of people in this church, and we've referred to this this morning to a number of people, particularly love looking at creation. Look, we went down the the River Avon this week, and it's easy to gaze on the beauty of flowers, of plants, of birds, of nature, and just think, wow, aren't they extraordinary? Isn't creation in its beauty and diversity extraordinary? We had a little vote after we went down uh, to talk about some people who we really admire, and actually amongst us who went down there, three people said they would love to listen or to be with David Attenborough. Because we love, as a nation, nature, and appreciate nature particularly. But as we look at creation, as we look at the beauty, as we look at something beautiful, do we worship the beauty, or do we worship the source of the beauty? The creator of heaven and earth. The source. And give thanks, give praise, and actually respond in wonder and worship. And actually, I'd suggest when you see things like that, you begin to wonder, well, this can't be by chance. We can't all be here by chance. 
Does God exist? Is God behind the wonder of creation? When we pick up the Bible, I'm holding one today, when we read God's, it's called God's great love story for us, when we get into the extraordinary gift of his word and these words to us, human beings, men, women, and children, generation after generation can pick this up, whether it's physical or online, and read God's great story of love for us, for humanity. As we begin to read it, as we begin to look at it, as we begin to see the stories in it and the the people in it, as we read the life of Jesus, the accounts of Jesus' life, do we look and think, you know, that's interesting? Or do we look and think, really? Really? Is that who Jesus was? Was he really the Son of God? Did he really come to save humanity? Did he die for our sins? Did Jesus really do that? The Son of God going to a cross and changing history forever. Did Jesus do that? Is that real? Does that matter? Is that for me? Do I want to find an answer to all the sin and the suffering and the darkness, the shame, the difficulty in the world? And has Jesus got anything to do with that? When we read Jesus' words, he says all sorts of things, but one of those things, which I kind of feel in our generation isn't, people don't necessarily think is that important, he promises to bring us eternal life. This isn't just it. St. Swithin's Walcott today, physical stuff, has its place. But there's something bigger, and Jesus points to that. It's a glorious story, but it's not just a story. For Christians, it's the story. And it's our story. And I don't know whether you, how you became first aware of God's story. For me, it was through people. It's through Christians. It's firstly through my parents. I would kind of listen to my parents and we'd sit and read the Bible occasionally. And we'd pray occasionally. Then I'd go to, school, to Sunday school or to school. And people would talk to me and share with me something of who Jesus is. And at that point, it stopped becoming some other big story. And I started to think, is it my story? Is this story of Jesus' love for the world and for me particularly? And do I need to do something about that? Is there something about a God of love? It says, holy and dearly loved, that a God of love would want to show himself and reveal himself is a word we sometimes use. To show us he's real. And to show us that we're precious to him. That we can be forgiven and cleansed. That we can choose to live his way rather than ours. See, the thing is that is this. is If that is true, if God really is like that, then that's pretty big, I think. But I would say that. So what does it look like? So if we then go on to another uh, of the verses, it says this. It says, if you say yes to Jesus this morning, well, what does worshipping God look like? Franz talked about some of them. Paul writes, let's a message of Christ, in verse 16, in all its richness, fill your lives. Let the message of Christ, in all its richness, fill your lives. Allow God's life 
to fill your life. When we sing of the truth of who he is, as we pray and we do all the kind of things Christians do, we're allowing, opening ourselves to God's spirit to change and to transform us, to let God's life fill our lives. One Bible commentator, one person who writes the Bible, in trying to describe that, used the image of it's a little bite when you say yes to God or yes to the Holy Spirit. You're inviting God to like put a die, D-Y-E, in you that sort of is opening yourself and then it starts to flow and to move all the way through your life. It fills your life. It's not just a little bit of God. It's allowing God to fill your life, allowing every bit of him to shape and transform you, and that is a wonderful thing. And all of us this morning want to and need to experience compassion. Paul talks about mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Do you know, I I reckon most of us would love other people to treat us like that. Don't you this morning? Would you love to be treated with gentleness, with kindness, with humility and patience? So much of our earthly experience can be a struggle where actually we don't experience that a lot. We sometimes get the worst of people, worst of me. My family get the worst. They sometimes get the best of me, but they sometimes get the worst of me. But in God, in Christ, we get it all. Pure compassion full mercy and actually in some of my challenges in our own life when we think about the things we do wrong when we're selfish when we're full of pride and stubbornness when we're full of judgment when we're full of arrogance when we're at our worst we think lord maybe i can please you just enough but jesus said it'll never be enough which why he came to die for us why he came to do it for us. And this morning, I don't know how you feel. You may feel, oh yeah, I just love to experience God's love and God's joy, his compassion. And you think nobody really understands all that I'm doing. But God understands you this morning. God sees your heart. He knows your struggles, your pain, the difficulties. And he cares for you. He really cares for you. He wants you to soften your heart again. He wants you to receive his forgiveness again. He wants all his richness, all his richness to fill your life. That's his heart for you this morning. He's not mean. He's rich. He's not mean. He's not broken. He's holy and rich and longs to bless us. And to breathe, I love the bit about breathing peace. It just has peace here. But God longs to bring peace again. If you're someone who's lost their way, God's very distant to you this morning. Just come back to him. Turn to him and receive his peace. His peace. And the thing is this, is if you've experienced any of those things, whether you look at God indirectly, you've received some of God's forgiveness or love, then worship begins to flow out of you because you recognize that God has done something really good. God isn't just good, but he's done something specifically good for me. And I want to give thanks. I want to praise. I want to 
to look and to, to take time in his word. I want to pray for others. I want to serve others. I want to do all sorts of things. So this morning, we're going to take some time to, to think about that a bit more, but also then to worship uh, in response. But we started in Ephesians 4 about the height, the breadth, the depth, and the width of God's love. Do we know that this morning? Do you long to have your life infused with joy again? Do you know, all of us can get lost at times. Joe and I met up with some friends who we've known for about 30 years at the week, uh, on Friday. And a dear friend of ours just sat there and said, Tim, I've, I've lost my joy. I've lost it. Everything's just become a duty. And that's why we come to worship as well together. And we worship as a body, not just as individuals. We say, come again, Lord Jesus, and meet with us a living God. Two places in the New Testament, this is one of them, where it talks about psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. I've always loved to sing. There's lots of other ways to worship. But actually, when you've tasted something of God's goodness, use your own words at home to give thanks, to praise, because of what God has done for you. Have we tasted? Have we seen have we, been set, no, have we known that our hearts have been set free with a God who longs, longs to come and fill or refill our lives? Let the message of Christ, the message of Christ, dwell richly in our lives this day. Amen.